Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday, the 21st of June. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Eleanor Sherwood. Record rain continues to have a deadly impact in South Asia. Waterlogging has created issues for everyone. No one is able to get out of their homes and they can't go to the office. And thousands in Iran face the death penalty. It has been condemned 68 times by the UN General Assembly and other UN bodies for its gross violation of the most basic rights of Iranians. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We begin in South Asia, where millions of people are awaiting relief after record monsoon rains have caused deadly flooding in parts of India and Bangladesh. The heaviest downpours in years have killed at least 54 people so far across both nations, with many others now homeless and in search of clean drinking water. Officials there say it's the worst rain for 122 years, with rivers swollen and water still rising. This man is from the Indian state of Assam and says life has been severely disrupted. Waterlogging has created issues for everyone. No one is able to get out of their homes and they can't go to the office. My shop is filled with water, damaging a lot of the equipment inside. With millions stranded or in shelters, the challenges facing authorities trying to provide aid, including drinking water and medical supplies, have been compounded. Military boats have begun arriving with tons of rice and dry food, as well as water purification tablets. Environmentalists warn that climate change could lead to more disasters, especially in densely populated Bangladesh, where more than four million people have been marooned. In Iran, Islamic laws are strictly enforced. Now, leaked documents have revealed that more than 5,000 people are due to be executed, some on charges which wouldn't even merit prison time in other countries. The classified documents include more than 50 people who've been sentenced to death by stoning. Almost 4,000 men and women are set to be executed on the country's Kisas, or eye-for-an-eye laws, which are designed to inflict as much pain as possible. Shaheen Gabadi is from the National Council of Resistance of Iran, which uncovered the records and told Times Radio that this number is not unusually high for the country. Obviously, given the global standards, it's very high, but uh, one has to remember that the Iranian regime is a very, very gross violator of human rights. It has been condemned 68 times by the UN General Assembly and other UN bodies for its gross violation of the most basic rights of Iranians. 
and it has the highest number of executions per capita. You are dealing with a, a theocracy which has no respect for the rights of its citizens. Over a quarter of those on the records obtained have been sentenced for crimes which wouldn't be punishable elsewhere, including insulting the supreme leader, disturbing national security and drinking alcohol. Last year, Iran recorded the highest execution figure since 2017, with over 300 people facing death. Figures from Amnesty International show that worldwide, executions were up 20% from the year before, with Iran accounting for the largest portion of the rise. Secretary-General Agnes Kalamard said that the country's appetite for putting the executioner to work has shown no sign of abating this year. Sometimes children as young as 12 are put to death, which is forbidden in international law. On the way, tens of thousands of people in Belgium protest against the rising cost of living, and Beyoncé is back. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Israel is set to hold a fifth general election in under four years after its fractured coalition government concluded it could not survive. In a major political development, Prime Minister Naftal Bennett will switch places with alternate Prime Minister Yair Lapid under an existing deal. Bennett will become Israel's shortest ever serving Prime Minister when he resigns next week, but said disbanding his administration was the right thing to do for the country. He had struggled to keep the eight-party coalition together since it took office a year ago, and defections have meant the alliance hasn't had a majority in two months. Elections will take place this year with caretaker Prime Minister Lapid, but he may not have an easy ride. Opposition leader and former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has vowed to return despite facing trial for corruption. He said the government's fall was great tidings. This evening, people are smiling. Even on the way over here, people are simply smiling because they feel that despite this consciousness modification, they understand that something great happened here. We are getting rid of the worst government in Israel's history. He accused his rival of having relied on terror supporters. Natan Sachs, the director of the Centre for Middle East Policy, the Brookings Institution, has told Times Radio if Netanyahu were to be victorious, it would be by a slim margin. The camps are quite clear. They're not no longer right and left. They are Netanyahu and anti-Netanyahu, very much about the individual himself. Uh, these camps are so solidified that my best bet would be more of the same. We'd see what we saw last time with some variation. But here's my real prediction. My prediction is that next time you hear someone saying they know exactly what's going to happen, they are lying. We do not know. (laughs) It is simply too close to call. A date for re-elections is yet to be set, but Israel's media has suggested it will be in October. Inflation and the cost of living is currently affecting almost every democratic country in the world. And on Monday, around 70,000 people brought Belgium's capital to a standstill whilst protesting against it. (laughs) 
people marched through Brussels demanding government action to tackle sharply rising living costs as public travel was brought to a near halt by one-day strikes at the city's airport and on local transport networks nationwide. Banners were held demanding higher wages to reflect the increasing cost of living. Aurore Flamand is a local government official and took part in the demonstration. At the moment, everything is becoming more difficult. It's not easy. We can't go to work. Fuel is too expensive. We can't keep warm. Rents are becoming unpayable. And it's high time the state does something about it and changes. Belgian inflation hit 9% in June, which mirrors sharp rises elsewhere, driven mainly by the impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine on supply chains and energy. Europe has seen post-pandemic chaos for airlines, who claim they now don't have enough staff to deal with the increasing demand for flights as we enter the summer holiday season. Brussels Airport said it could not allow passenger flights to depart because the industrial action extended to security personnel. And most arrivals were also cancelled. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on a former Manchester United star's position as an international manager, here's John Jackson. Ryan Giggs has resigned as coach of Wales's national football team. The former Manchester United winger is awaiting trial after being charged with controlling and coercive behaviour and assault against his ex-girlfriend and her sister. Giggs remains on bail after pleading not guilty to all charges, with the case being delayed until August, after it was originally planned to have taken place in January. In a statement, Giggs said, It is only right that the Wales FA, the coaching staff and the players prepare for the World Cup with certainty, clarification and without speculation around the position of their head coach. Giggs temporarily stepped down as Wales coach in November 2020, with Robert Page guiding the nation to their first World Cup finals since 1958 earlier this month after a playoff victory over Ukraine. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Beyonce is back. That's what the singer declared on her track, Break My Soul, which was released on Monday night. The first single from her seventh studio album, Renaissance, was released earlier than expected and appeared on Tidal, the streaming service owned by her husband, Jay-Z. Her emergence from a six-year hiatus has been met with delight by fans as well as much speculation. The subtitle, Act One, has led many to believe the record will be split into multiple parts. And finally, how much is a Nobel Peace Prize medal worth? Well, apparently over $100 million. Russian journalist Dmitry Muratov, who's the editor-in-chief for independent newspaper Novaya Gazeta, has auctioned his to help refugees in war-torn Ukraine. Muratov was co-awarded the prize last year for his work defending freedom of expression in Russia. It comes after Moscow said anyone describing Russia's actions in Ukraine as a war would face heavy fines or closures. Heritage auctions have not revealed who the winning bidder is, but the final sale price fetched $103.5 million. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 21st of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.